Hello, hello, this is Mo here with my brand new podcast, Super Women Pray. So this podcast is for super women or men who are aspiring to do some super things in their lives, the lives of others. I'm here to inspire you to not rely on your own human strength when you're trying to do these super things, but to rely on the strength of a higher power. I've, you know, thought about the the letters in super. S is for seek God first, in my view. I think that's a principle of being super which is why it goes first. I think in whatever you're trying to do in life, you've got to seek God first and then all other things will fall into place. The you is, in my view, use pain for finding your purpose, passion, and power. A lot of times, the most painful things we go through Show us what the work of our lifetimes is or what what we can do for others to help them through the same situation we've come through. P, pray always. You've got to have a relationship with God if you're going to do some supernatural stuff because he's going to be the one to help you achieve what you need to. I truly believe that. E, evolve through what you go through. In other words, grow through what you go through. A lot of times we just want to pray away what we're in. We're like, God, please take this away from me now. I'm, you know, sometimes God doesn't take it away. The teacher is most silent during the test. And sometimes God is silent because we're in a test We are going through something that is going to refine us, prepare us for our life's work. When I say life's work, it might not be what you do daily. For me, it might not be being a lawyer. It might be inspiring people like you. The next letter is R, resist negative thinking. Now, all of us have got some people in our lives who will make this difficult. Negative Nancy, condescending Connie, you know, Debbie Downer. We all know pitiful Pauls and, you know, worrying willies. (laughs) We all know them. We all have them. But we have to think positively. You know how you do that? Every morning when you get up, you need to say an affirmation or a scripture that gets and keeps you grounded. For me, I have about six or seven post-it notes on the window in front of my home desk. Okay, because I work at my desk because I'm working from home right now in a very high stress job as a lawyer. When I'm on these Zooms and I feel like I'm in the hot seat 
or when I'm trying to, to, you know, negotiate or argue a point, you know, sometimes I, I, I'll get stressed out and I, I need, you know, I need something inspiring. So I can just look over at my window briefly and I'll see scriptures that I've written on these post-it notes. And I got that idea from my mom. My, my father became ill and she posted notes all over the bathroom mirror. And she posted those for my father and for her. But when my sister, my brother and I visited, when we would go into that restroom, we too were inspired by those scriptures. And when I came home, I got me some post-it notes and started posting stuff everywhere. <laughs> and it has helped. So you might not use the post-it notes, but write it down. Put a, put a note in your wallet and look at it throughout the day. Put it in your cell phone. You know, go to the Bible app and read a scripture from there every morning. Get into your word. Because those uh, things that we're reading will stay with us throughout the day. So there'll be junk coming in. So we've got to balance that with something positive. We've also got to find some positive friends. I mean, I'm not telling you to get rid of Worrying Willie and Debbie Downer and Negative Nancy and Pitiful Paul and Condescending Connie. Just spend less time with them, especially when you're trying to do something super. The last thing you want to hear when you're telling somebody, I'm going to write the next big book. The last thing you want to hear is, well, how on earth are you going to do that? You don't even have time to do what you're doing now. No one wants to hear that. Okay. Or I'm going to start a business. How on earth are you going to do that? You can't even pay your bills. You know, it's like, oh my goodness. You know, you've got to balance that negativity with something positive. And if you're an overthinker like me, you have to do that even more than the normal person. Now that we've gone through the letters for super, let's talk about a challenge that I think everyone who's trying to do super things is going to face. There are many challenges, and a lot of the challenges are found in the mind. They're actually internal. And sometimes those things that are internal are caused by external things that are going on, but, but sometimes it's not external. So one challenge is anxiety and how we deal with anxiety. Because anxiety comes at us as part of the human experience. We all are going to experience it at some point in our lives. Some of us will experience it daily for the rest of our lives as a condition that needs, you know, needs treatment. And, and in those situations, I tell anyone who feels like they need to speak to someone, please don't hesitate. Please don't put it off. Seek the help you need. If you had a physical ailment, you would see a doctor. If you need to talk to someone about how you're feeling, if you feel like anxiety is something you just cannot uh, attack on your own, Please seek help. And if that doctor tells you things to do, including, you know, prescribing a medication for you to take, please don't hesitate to take it. You know, I've heard some people say, oh, you don't need that. You don't need this. 
I believe that God gave us resources here on life to get us through life here on earth. I do believe that when we are, you know, with him in his presence, we, we won't need the things we need here on earth. But while we're here on earth, there are resources that he is allowed to be here for us to use. So I'm just saying this before I get started <laughs> uh, talking to you about this prescription for anxiety, because I don't want anyone to walk away from this thinking, oh, all I need to do is follow these principles. You may need to follow these principles plus speak to a therapist or take a medication. You may not need that because your anxiety may be seasonal or situational. But please, if you need help, seek it. Now, let's get into this prescription. Now, I attend the First Baptist Church of Glenarden in Maryland, where Pastor John K. Jenkins is my pastor. And he has talked about the prescription for peace. It's something that stuck in my mind. It's been a while since he talked about it, but it just stuck with me. Um, and so I want to share it with you. And so it originates from Philippians 4th chapter 6th verse. Paul is, the, Paul, the Apostle Paul is, is writing a letter to people of, of, of the church. And he's telling them, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And he goes on to say, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, as a superwoman or superman, like I said, because there may be some men listeners out there, some men doing some super things. Um, anyone trying to do something super, like I said, you're going to experience anxiety at some point. And it'll probably be about the super thing you're trying to do. <laughs> Let me tell you a little about myself. I'm a mom of two. I've got a 10-year-old who loves to play in my makeup and put on my high heel shoes. Um, she also loves to do backflips. She is a natural gymnast. She's trained, but also just naturally not afraid to just do five backflips in a row and just, you know, I couldn't do it. I'm also the mom to a 14-year-old son who is a gamer for life. I do not understand the attraction to video games. I can't play them for the life of me. I have tried to play video games with my son and humiliated myself and laughed hysterically while doing it because I'm just a mom who likes to have fun. I don't take myself too seriously. I remember the first time I played Mario Brothers with my son when he was in elementary school and I could not use the controller for the life of me. I couldn't use it properly. I could not get the car to go forward. And I laughed until I cried. My son and I laughed until we both cried. It was like so hilarious. Anyway, I say all that to say, as a mom of two, I know anxiety. 
Also, as a lawyer who works by day and sometimes by night, I know anxiety when I've got like a tough case and it appears that we might not win or a settlement that's going on and on for days and looks like we might not settle. I know anxiety. And so this is why this prescription for peace was so memorable for me when my pastor shared it. Um, Paul in the scripture, he's not saying, oh, you don't have anything to worry about. Stop worrying. Why? He's not saying that. He is acknowledging that this is part of the human experience. That worry and anxiety are things we're going to face as humans, because we are humans. We are not God. We are humans. We're going to feel emotions and face challenges in life. But what he is doing here is offering us a free prescription. That's two words we don't hear very often, free and prescription together. Because let me tell you, prescriptions can be very expensive if you don't have great insurance. Or even if you have insurance, have you ever been getting a generic prescription and then you go into the pharmacy one day and they don't have it, they've run out and they, they want to try to give you the brand name and your insurance company doesn't want to cover it and you find out how much that brand name medication costs? Very expensive, right? Here we're getting a free prescription for anxiety. And we're also being told that there is a promise of peace if we follow these prerequisites in this prescription, right? Because, you know, anxiety robs us of peace. You know, if we're sitting here and we're an overthinker, because I'm an overthinker and I, I work on it all the time, that's why I have to read God's word even more than the ordinary person. Because I, I got to, uh, you know, I got to counter all these negative thoughts with positive words of God, promises. You know, I got to keep them going. You know, some of my friends are like, you're always on Bible study or you're always on Zoom for church. You're always reading. Yes, I am. Because I'm trying to do some super stuff in my life and I can't do it in my own human strength. Because this anxiety and worry and all this stuff, discouragement is trying to get me. It's trying to take me out. So anyway, the first part of the prescription is, number one, don't worry about anything. He doesn't say don't worry about some things. He says don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. He doesn't say, oh, don't sweat the small stuff. He says, essentially, don't sweat anything. Okay? Stop worrying. Whether the problem is major or minor, great or small, don't worry about it. Now, that's easier said than done. I know that. But what this is saying is, even when it comes to COVID, we are not to worry. Now, it's not saying that the anxious thoughts won't come because we're human and they will come. But we are to follow this prescription to stop that anxiety and that worrying. When those thoughts come, they will come. They will come, but we've got to have the resources and the tools to combat them, to push them out of our minds. 
so that we can move forward and be capable of doing the super things we're trying to do. So this means for illness or job loss or a troubled marriage or troubled relationship or whatever, we are not to worry. I know a lot of super women doing super things. Some of us are, are wondering, where's our Boaz? Where, where is Boaz? Some of, some of you are wondering that, right? And I heard a podcaster say the other day, some of y'all are worried about where your Boaz is, but you won't let your Bozo go. If Bozo is there, he's blocking Boaz's path. Boaz ain't coming as long as Bozo's there. And that made me laugh. Y'all, I like to have fun. So if I hear some fun anecdotes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share them. I, I am not one to just be serious and preachy at you, okay? <laughs> now, the second part of this prescription is that we have to use prayer and petition. In every situation, in every situation, not some situations, every situation. So whether it's pain or problems or payments or whatever you're facing, the prescription is prayer and petition. When we say petition, we mean present your request to God. We must talk to God daily. And prayer is just that, talking to God a natural conversation with him. Prayer will draw us nearer to him. We will be able to hear from him. And when you're trying to do something super, you need to hear from him because his vantage point surpasses what you can see. So we are looking down the road, but we can't see the bend in the road. He can see the bends the obstacles, the accidents along the way. He can see the roadblocks, the detours. He can see you in your destination. You're not even in your car yet. He sees it all. He's omniscient. And so that's why we have to trust him and ask him for his guidance. A lot of us are taking our problems to the phone when we need to take them to the throne. A lot of us are asking our friends for help. We're asking our family for help and we forget to ask God for help. There's a scripture that I keep on a post-it note near my desk, it's Matthew 7, 7. And that scripture is very uh, special to me because I studied with a very dear friend for the bar exam when we were in law school. And Matthew 7th chapter and 7th verse is a scripture that we both memorized and recited often. We would pray with each other before every study session and one of us would recite that scripture. And I truly believe that because we were believing in that scripture, we were successful on that exam. The scripture says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. 
knock and the door will be opened to you. The next part of the prescription is give thanksgiving. A lot of us will remember to pray and remember to ask God for things, but we forget the thanksgiving. So that's why I try in my prayer life to remember in my prayer to thank God for what he's already done. And in the case that I forget, because I'm human (laughs) and I make lots of mistakes every day, I also try to keep a gratitude journal. I I do a bullet journal that has like my to-do list, but also on that same page for each day, I do a to-do list of three things that I want to get done the next day, like three priorities, must-dos. And then under that, I'll have a space where I put three things I'm thankful for. And the first day I did it, it was easy. I mean, oh my God, it was easy. My parents, my kids, you know, love. It was just so easy. And then the next day it was easy. And in fact, it got so easy that I just started like adding things. I was like, look, I want I want to write more than three, you know, because I have so many things to be thankful for. And when we focus on what God has already done, it helps us to have faith in what he can do because he's already delivered us so many times from so many things, right? Now, at the end of this prescription, when we, we've, we've done what, we, what Paul has prescribed us to do. The prize is peace. So don't you like all these peas? I got these from my pastor, okay? He loves peace. So I've shared with you the prescription for peace to get God's promise. You must follow the prerequisites, right? Prayer and petition. (laughs) And the prize is peace, but not just a regular peace. Do any of you like to go to a spa sometimes? Oh my God, I love spas. I love spas. I love them. I love spas. I've gone to the MGM spa. I went to... um, this wonderful spa that's out in Middleburg, Virginia, that's owned by Sheila Johnson. Of course, the name escapes me now. I've gone um, to Elizabeth Arden Spa and many other spas. And I always love them. When, when I'm getting my massage or I'm in that sauna, um, you know, or in the, the wind down pool and I step into that plush robe, Oh, all is great. And I feel so Zen, right? Eucalyptus is in the air. You know, it's just wonderful, right? I'm getting my pedicure, my manicure, you know, I am living my best life. And then my services are over. I go to my locker, get my phone. There are like 15 text messages, three missed calls, uh, 20 emails and Gmail and then I look at my work phone because I've got a personal phone and a work, work phone and uh, someone's emailing about some crazy thing that's happening at work, even though I've taken the day off and appears to be urgent. I mean, immediately, the peace that I had feels like it's being zapped away, right? Because the peace that the world gives, it's temporary. But the peace that God gives... It lasts and lasts. It is unbelievable, indescribable. In 2020, I went through a really rough patch. And I'll tell you, 
I prayed and asked God to help me. I remembered the things God had already done. I followed this prescription and let me tell you, and along with my, my positive, my positive posse, because I got a positive posse, y'all. I got some BFFs who are not Debbie Downers, critical commies, worrying willies. I got some some people in my corner who are like, girl, you better get up. Girl, you know you're here to do some super stuff in your life. Girl, nobody has time for that. You know you, girl, we're going to pray you through this. Thank God for those people, right? So what I'm telling you is that if you follow this prescription, you can find peace. I hope you'll try it. I hope you took notes. I hope this inspired you. If you are feeling anxiety, it should be like a smoke alarm for you. Stop. Assess what's going on in your life. Check whether it's a false alarm. If it's a false alarm, if there's nothing happening, do some breathing exercises, meditation. Maybe you like yoga. Pray. Read the word you know, reassess. But if it's something that you feel you can't handle on your own, I pray that you'll speak, you'll, you'll seek professional help. I, I pray that you'll know that in addition to seeking that help, you can seek God and you can find uh, peace in his word that he can heal you and he can help you through whatever you're going through. That's it for today, y'all. I, I kept you longer than I planned for my first podcast. At first, I was like, how in the world would I do a podcast um, for 20 minutes or more? Because I was being told podcast should be 20 minutes. I was thinking, I don't have that much to say, but it appears that um, there was a lot inside me to say. And so I hope you'll join me for the next podcast. Let's grow together and um, do some super things. Bye.